Super Talk Mississippi media production. Kickstart your adventure now with a new Gud Golf Cart from Country Carts of Brookhaven. Gud Golf Carts are assembled right here in Mississippi with the best features around. And best of all, they're street legal. Country Carts of Brookhaven, 401 Highway 51 South, phone 601-748-0454. Welcome in. Glad to see all of you after a busy, busy, busy weekend. College football season ends and the news begins, apparently. So much to cover and only a little bit of time to do it with you. So again, welcome in. My name is Michael Borky. Glad to see you guys on this Monday. And a handful of things to talk about. I'm going to start with uh, Mike Leach. Mike Leach was talking about bowl game opt-outs, and he had some quotes that, you know, I don't know if you want to call went viral, but certainly became a news cycle. I agree with him and also disagree with him simultaneously. It's one of those things where I actually agree with a, with what he said. And in fairness to Mike Leach, he has actually put his money where his mouth is. He is one of those few coaches that has taken other jobs and yet finished out the season with his previous job. He didn't bolt right away, so he has some ground to stand on for sure. Uh, so we'll talk about Leach's comments, what he said, what I agree with. And then some of uh, some of that premise that I disagree with. Uh, Bo Nix hit the portal last night, as did Tank Bigsby. What is going on at Auburn right now? Starting quarterback, a three-year starter at quarterback, gone. I understand that a little bit more than I do Tank Bigsby. What does that mean for the Plains? And I think I have my preseason. Uh, and, you know, these never really work out that well, but my uh, preseason number seven in the SEC West for 2022, I think I know who I'm picking, and I think it's going to be Auburn, but that's, you know, months and months and months away, but still, brutal losses for Auburn, and who should go after Bo Nix? Is he a viable transfer quarterback? We'll talk about Oregon's new coach, most especially the way the media covered this uh, situation, and uh, a bunch of national guys owe the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, an apology for breaking that story 24 hours ahead of time and then still not really giving credit to that report anyway. So we'll get to that, and then I've got a funny picture to show you. I've got a picture to show you, and this is all I'm going to say. All I'm going to say is North Pole Assassin, all right? I've got to show this to you. It's uh, it, it, I saw it on Twitter this morning, and I've got to show it to you. But my name is Michael Borky, if I haven't told you already. Good morning, Brown Yeti. Glad to see you. Glad to see you. Uh, if you want to be a part of this, I'd love for you to, but you got to do it on YouTube or Facebook. So find me on YouTube. If you're on Twitter, find me on YouTube, Michael Borky, subscribe to the YouTube channel and actually like the video. That would help me a lot as well. And also the Facebook page. If you uh, are a Facebook user and Twitter, follow me on Twitter. If you haven't already and wherever you get your podcasts, my name, Mike in the morning should turn up results wherever you get them and subscribe there. All right, let's just jump right into it. Mike Leach, Mike Leach, head coach at Mississippi State, obviously, uh, was meeting with the media recently, and he had some things to say about opting out of bowl games. So you have Charles Cross for Mississippi State, soon to be first-round pick if he tests well, which I expect him to test well, uh, will be a first-round pick and apparently not going to practice. And then you have... uh, 
excuse me, I completely lost my train of thought. Martin Emerson also uh, entering the NFL draft, leaving early. And it sounds like neither of them are going to play in the bowl game. Maybe that changes. I don't know. But it sounds like they are not going to play in the bowl game. And here is what Mike Leach said about opt-outs in general in bowl games. He said, quote, I wish I had this in audio form. I do not, so I'm going to have to read it to you. My apologies. He said, quote, you've got an obligation to the place that helped build and develop you to finish it out in the bowl. That's part of it. You owe it to your team. You owe it to your fans. You owe it to your coaches. And it's the most bizarre thing in the world to me. Somebody says, well, I can't play one more game. Think they're going to have a storied 10-year NFL career, and then they can't play one more college game. Well, that's ridiculous. I mean, guys will go to the NFL. They'll make the Pro Bowl. And they'll play in the Pro Bowl. It's one of the biggest absurdities I've seen, and it's selfish, too. That is what Mike Leach said. That is what Mike Leach said about bowl game opt-outs. You're not supposed to do this. I, I always qualify statements like this with, you're not supposed to do this in this business, but I, I'm just going to be honest with you, and maybe that's why I'm still where I'm at. Um, I agree with him and disagree with him. I'm straddling a fence here. You're not supposed to do it, whatever. I'm supposed to sit here and tell you that what Mike Leach said is right and these players are selfish idiots and this is bad for the culture and lessons and all that stuff. I'm either supposed to do that or tell you that uh, Mike Leach is an idiot and this is going to hurt him in recruiting and all that stuff. I'm not going to do either one. I think he is right and also I think he's wrong. I'm going to straddle the fence. I agree with him and disagree with him at the same time. I agree with him that... Uh, players should finish out their bowl games if they are healthy, regardless of of what is going on. I know I hear people say all the time, bowl games are meaningless and they're just an exhibition or whatever. But at what point, I mean, so if a team is seven and four going into their final game of the regular season, well, that game's meaningless, right? Because the only thing they can do is go play in a bowl game that you've already rendered meaningless. So why play in the last game? Of the year, why play in the second to last game of the year if your team isn't already uh, in the hunt for a playoff? And in college football's current format, there's by the end of the year, the second to what last weekend of the year, second to last weekend of the year, there's what seven, eight teams or so that can realistically make the playoffs. So everybody else has nothing to play for, right? And and that what people are trying to sell to us, they have nothing to play for. So then why don't these players just opt out? And once they get eliminated from playoff contention, well, just opt out there. Because if the the postseason doesn't matter unless you're in the playoff, if bowl games are meaningless, well, then so are the last three weeks of the season. Those are meaningless, too, because you can't make the playoff, right? Because the only thing you're playing for is a meaningless bowl game. So um, I, I think that... And Zach, I hear you for sure. He said regular season games are going to work. Bowl games are company holiday parties. Maybe so. Maybe so. And bowl games are a creation, mostly a creation of ESPN to make more money. But you still play on your team. You still have one game left. The 2021 football season is not over yet. Because while it may be a creation of ESPN for more money, we didn't used to play 12 games in a regular season either. Why, why did we go to 12 games in a regular season to, to make more money? Why did the NFL go to 17 games instead of 16? Well, to, to make more money. So yes, bowl games are a creation uh, for financial benefit 
but they're still putting a game on your schedule. And if you started a, a, a season with your team, you should finish it. That is, I think that is fair to say. People criticizing Mike Leach, um, I'll get to that in a second. I understand, but I think that is perfectly fine to say. You start a season with your team. You have one more game on your schedule. You're playing a team. You have a game. It is scheduled. You have a game to play. And not playing in that game if you are healthy, I think it's fair to criticize that. I also have never, and here's the counter to myself, I have also never been faced with life-altering money. And it's never been something that has been presented to me in my life. I've never once had life-altering money put in front of me. And somebody say, if you just show up to the draft healthy, your children's children will be taken care of if you're financially competent. If you hire the right accountant or financial manager, your children's children will live a very comfortable life if you just show up to the draft healthy. That's it's, it, it makes the decision a little bit more difficult to me and makes the opinion a little bit more difficult to have for me myself because Kenny Pickett might not play in the bowl game, for example. I think he should finish. I think he should play. However, his offensive coordinator just left. And I don't know about Kenny Pickett's life. I don't know if he came from wealth or poverty or somewhere in between. I know nothing about him. I don't know if he's married or going to get married or have kids. I know nothing about Kenny Pickett's life. It's easy for me to call him a quitter or say that he should finish the season out when I am not him, where he is looking at this, hey, I I, kind of played tough. I almost got hurt earlier this year. Luckily, it was just a tweak instead of a break. I've got millions upon millions upon millions of dollars waiting for me if I just remain healthy. That's all Kenny Pickett has to do is remain healthy, and so he may not play in the bowl game. I haven't been faced with a decision like that. And if I was faced with a decision like that, I'm not confident that I would, yes, I'm playing no matter what. That's how I feel like Matt Corral, for example, playing in the bowl game. His answer, I'm healthy, so I'm playing. I think that's I respect the hell out of that. You had the the Utah running back that is uh, foregoing his remaining eligibility to enter the NFL draft, but he said in his statement, I'm playing in the Rose Bowl because my team's got one game left and I'm going to play in that game. I owe it to my team. I respect that. I, I respect the hell out of that. I, I do. I hope that I would have made the same decision if faced with it, but you know, I was never good enough to be an NFL draft pick or anything like that. So I agree with Mike Leach. I think it is a trend that it also kind of, I mean, he's right. Yes, you could risk injury. I, I don't agree that bowl games are meaningless. I don't think that if you have one game left on your schedule, you should leave your team if you are healthy. But that's easy for me to say when I've never been faced with that kind of decision. So I know I'm, I'm seesawing. I'm wishy-washy. I, th- I think both sides are right. I think there's truth to both. I think if you have a game left on your schedule, you should play it. I also think if you choose not to because you have life-altering money waiting for you, I can understand that decision and be okay with it. It's weird. I mean, it, it's contradictory, but I, I feel both things at the same time.
I do believe that this will be used against Mike Leach in recruiting. How much, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how much this will be used in recruiting. I know it will be, though, for whatever that's worth. Maybe it's worth nothing. Maybe it has no impact. But I promise you coaches are using this against or, or going to use this against Mike Leach. Will it work? Probably not. I don't know. I don't think so. Um, I mean, I have a feeling, I, I don't know this to be a fact, but I have a feeling that people have used Mike Leach's political leanings against him in recruiting, and he's still able to sign players. So, you know, negative recruiting works in some cases and, and not so much in others. But anyway, yeah, that's what he said. I agree with him. I also don't agree with him at the same time. It's fine. What he said is not as bad as what some of the headlines indicated, for sure. But anyway. Next biggest story this week. I mean, there's so much that happened. We had we had hoops, and I mean, I, I'm not going to bore you to tears with, uh, with hoops today because apathy is setting in around here, and uh, that's not a good thing. So, but we had that. We had... Uh, Army Navy, which was always just the scene, is just amazing. Uh, the Saints won, which that was cool. It's been a while, been over a month, but hey, they they won, and and that was cool. So not going to get to everything, but the next biggest story, maybe it is the biggest story. Bo Nix and Alexander says, I personally think Bo Nix reuniting with Gus at UF, uh, UCF would be perfect. I think he's going to have bigger suitors than uh, UCF, unless he just wants to go back to Gus. I think that he'll have options that extend beyond uh, UCF. And uh, he hit the portal last night with an Instagram uh, announcement and Tank Bigsby. That one surprised me. Maybe it didn't surprise some others because I I guess there were some rumblings that he was going to transfer as well. But Auburn loses their multi-year starting quarterback and their best player to the portal last night and a running back that is just high level, elite level. And so we'll, uh, I've got a few things on that. I see some of your comments. We'll get to those first, actually. Brown Yeti says, is it time for our monthly update on Pole Assassin? Uh, well, they're getting sued. I don't know if I talked to you guys about that. They're getting sued because, of course, they are. But, no, this is um, this is Christmas decorations I'm going to show you, and it's really great. Zach says, you want to stop opt-out? 64-team playoff. <laughs> hey, that will stop them, I think. I think that'll stop him. Nah, basketball season's over already. Yeah, I kind of, yeah. I mean, I said this on Twitter. I, I think State has more talent to be able to make a run to become a tournament team. I think that they're more talented than Ole Miss. But they're still bad. Ole Miss right now, for what it's worth, Zach, and this might make you feel a little bit better about your basketball team. Ole Miss right now isn't even like interesting bad. They're they're not even fun bad. And I had somebody ask me, what does that even mean? Well, I mean, some previous Ole Miss teams have been fun bad. You've had an electric player that made you want to watch the team, but the team still wasn't very good. Steph Moody, Marshall Henderson, although Henderson made the tournament one year, so did Moody, but they didn't they weren't mainstays in the tournament. They were on bad teams, but you still wanted to watch them because they had this guy that was really fun and the team was fun and competitive and also they were bad and lost games they shouldn't have or or whatever. Right now, basket and this applies to state too as well, although again, I think they have more top level talent that can be more competitive in the league 
than that of Ole Miss, but I don't expect either one to, to make the tournament with the way they're playing right now. It's just bad, bad. It's not interesting, bad. It's not fun, bad. It's not compelling. There's not like the, this high-level player in Oxford that like you got to see, even though the, the team he's on isn't very good. It's just bad. It's boring, bad. And boring bad leads to apathy, and we're going to get that in this state and ba- during basketball season because the league is so much better. The league is really freaking good, honestly. And uh, I think we're going to have a long, long basketball season, and I'm not going to talk about it much here unless things change, and, and I don't expect them to change much. Brett's asking if I've heard any word on Caden Costa's appeal. Uh, I, If I understand it correctly, they have already appealed in – and heard back, and it's not good. If I understand it correctly, I could be wrong. Uh, to be honest, I haven't asked myself uh, since uh, really that happened. But as I understand it, the appeals already happened. As I understand it, Kale Nation looked comfortable though in the in um, in the Egg Bowl, so maybe he's uh, he's going to be viable next year as well. Brett says, I hate everything to do with Auburn, but if Tank wants to go to Ole Miss, I'll set those feelings aside. I think you might be might be talking about another or the other guy. Maybe. We'll see. Tank and Bo are responsible for 21 of Auburn's 32 touchdowns this year. Is that all? Feels like uh, that number should be higher, but um, I tell you right now, there, there's a long way to go between now and when these actually come to fruition, right? I mean, the season's not even technically over yet. However, I, I, like I said at the beginning, I can tell you who my pick to finish last in the SEC West is next year, and it's Auburn. I, I mean, for all the criticism of Bo Nix, and I've been a, critis, a, a critic of Bo Nix, um, his consistency is is all over the place. If you look at his QBR here, let me see if I can if I saved this. I hope I did. I think I saved this, so you can see his his QBR. Oh, I didn't save it. Um, give me one second. I'll pull it up. Bo Nix's QBR by game in the last couple of seasons, and how remarkably good he can be and has been at times. And remarkably terrible, he has been like on a week to week basis. Uh, this is taking a second to pull up. I'll show it to you. I'm kind of stalling here, but th- there is an upside there. There's absolutely an upside there with Bo Nix, and I'm uh, I'm curious to see what he looks like when not being coached by Gus and by Mike Bobo. I really truly think that deep down there is a good player in there. I think there's a good player in there. Um, let's see. Here we go. I'm sorry, this is taking a long time. But it just kind of underscores who Bo Nix is and what he has been at Auburn. Some Saturdays he looks incredible. Others he looks like he doesn't belong on the field. I mean, hell, this year he got benched in the Georgia State game. All right. Finally, sorry about this. Finally, have it ready. Uh, so you can see exactly his QBR by game. This is from Matt Hinton. It's all three of his seasons as a starter, actually. So this is Bo Nix by game in QBR. So you see the orange line is his rolling average, and the blue lines are his actual QBR. Look at 2021. Look at the highs. Look at how good some of these games were. 
And then look at how bad some of these games were. Look at this. Look at the difference. From game to game, it's good. It's seriously, it's from game to game, good, bad, pretty good, really bad, good, bad, really good, pretty good, bad, pretty good. I mean, that, that's a, a game-by-game basis. This is Bo Nix's QBR based on game. It's um, remarkable how inconsistent he's been, but you've seen some of the upside, which is why I'm curious uh, about him absent bad coaching because let's be honest here uh I, I thought Gus Malzahn was a little underrated at, all, at Auburn considering who he was next to who he was sharing a state with the greatest coach of all time and he was able to beat him more than, than anybody else he, he was able uh, to have some success while sharing a state with Nick Saban not many programs and coaches would have been able to do that but his quarterback development or lack thereof is a huge problem. And then Mike Bobo was his offensive coordinator this year. I mean, there's a reason that Bobo has been bouncing around the way he has, and then was fired and Auburn's willing to pay almost $4 million to get rid of him. I'm curious, very curious to see what Bo Nix looks like without um, those guys being his coach. And so the natural question, and uh, I think we got it in here, the natural question is, does Ole Miss pursue him? You state fans watching, you've got to love this stuff, right, where you've got so much conversation center at Ole Miss in the quarterback position, and yours is figured out. You're all good. Like, you don't have to worry about the portal or anything like that. Um, Is this somebody that Ole Miss would pursue? And I think they should. I, I know some people will disagree with that. I've been hard on him a lot, but I think Ole Miss should. Because, one, he's a really good bridge to if you do, in fact, get Arch Manning, which I know is not, you know, not guaranteed or anything close to it. But if, in fact, you do find a way to sign Arch Manning, Bonix would be a great bridge. But having a guy that has played as much SEC football as he has, who's a good athlete, he can be really good and also can be really bad, but can be really good finally getting coached by somebody like a Lane Kiffin. I'm curious to see how he would do, and I think he would do pretty well, and I think that that's an avenue that Ole Miss should go down, truthfully. Um, For what it's worth, I know that uh, Ole Miss hosted uh, Cam Ward, the the guy that's tearing it up at the FCS level. Now, I would feel safer with Bo Nix because you know he can – inconsistently, but you know he can do it at the SEC level. He's a veteran. Um, sounds like pretty good teammate, stuff like that. Uh, and you know he can do it. He's less risky to me than a guy from Incarnate Ward, who, yes, has thrown for 47 yards and 47 touchdowns this year. Not at this level. If you are giving me the choice, that's who... I would go with is I would go with Knicks before Ward. Um, I'm curious as to how they value Dylan Gabriel and Bo Nix, if that's something that they would pursue. If I'm Ole Miss, I am in pursuit of Bo Nix, and I would consider bringing him in. Yes, he's wildly inconsistent. Yeah, he's been bad, frankly bad in a lot of games, up and down and up and down. But that's with Gus Malzahn and Mike Bobo coaching him. I'd like to see what he could do 
with Kiffin in that system. I think he'd do pretty well. Would he be Matt Corral? No, of course not. No, none of these guys would be. But would the transition be pretty easy for him? I think so. That's an area I would go down. That's an area I would go down. Yeah, Wayne, you could get another uh, good bow, bad bow. Zach says, hey, that last year under Mullen, we thought we knew who our starting quarterbacks were going to be through 2025. We see how that played out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's so funny. Uh, we talked about it a little bit on Friday during the show that, uh, I mean, the, the transfer portal has not been good for Mississippi State at quarterback. <laughs> I mean, woo, Tommy Stevens and uh, KJ Costello, those those did not work out. So there's... um. There's some local hesitancy about Ole Miss and, and getting a transfer because, well, shit, you've seen what happened in Starkville. And thank God for Will Rogers, right? Because last year would have been a disaster uh, without him. And, I mean, God knows what you're looking like this year. If if Costello was good, I mean, who knows? But, yeah, that's – um. and in fairness, too, those guys that were running or brought in to run Mullen's system are, could not – be leech guys um his name is escaping me oh my gosh uh the guy that went to syracuse D- don't tell me because I- i'm gonna look it up before i can get an answer from you uh i can't believe i'm blanking on his name eric schrader sorry um, after watching a couple of Syracuse's, Syracuse's games this year where they asked Schrader to throw more than Mullen asked him to throw, that guy wouldn't have taken a snap from Mike Leach. <laughs> Not one single snap. And the thing is, like, it didn't even look like the arm strength was there. People kept telling me how his arm strength was good, and, I mean, at times he showed that he had a pretty good one, but, ugh. Like, it was all bad throwing the football. That guy wouldn't have taken a snap under Mike Leach. Um, things are looking much better now. I mean, you get, what, at least two more years of Will Rogers, I think? What I'm interested in is whether or not Sawyer Robertson sticks around to, to see that through. I mean, that's the nature of, of the quarterback position now, guys, is you are rarely going to keep – I mean, you're going to sign one every year, and guys are going to leave. They're, they're just – they're going to leave. I, I'm curious to see if – Uh, Robertson's going to stick it out. I I would if I were him. I mean, he's from Lubbock. He signed with Mississippi State because of Mike Leach. So I'm not saying I'm hearing anything or whatever, but that's something to expect is if you're going to sign quarterbacks every year, guys are going to leave. They just are, especially when you've got an established guy with at least two more years of starting uh, ahead of him. I'm interested to see how that works out or if he sticks around. Brett says, with uh, Ewers going to Texas, I think that helps Ole Miss's chances on Arch, depending on who the new OC will be. It should. I mean, it should eliminate Texas. I I think the Mannings are smart enough to recognize what that kid is and how long he'll be there. It should uh, help because Arch won't start there for at least his first two years or or see much playing time. Uh, That that Ewers deal, uh, he fleeced a bunch of people, and good for him. I mean, he just played by the rules, but... He was committed to Texas, decommitted from Texas, reclassified so he could go to college a year earlier, got a bunch of money to go to Ohio State, a bunch of local car dealerships and stuff probably feel really stupid today, as they should. Um, 
I love NIL. I'm a huge fan of NIL. I support it. I will always support it. It should have been here years ago. I love it. But the giving the that stuff to a quarterback that's a junior in high school when you've already got three quarterbacks on roster who are blue chip guys is a stupid thing to do. That's just not good business. But, you know, to each their own, free country, spend your money how you want. I support it 100%. But those guys got to feel stupid today, and they should. But anyway, so he goes to Ohio State for a year, which should have been his senior year of high school, gets seven figures worth of money, transfers to Texas for probably seven figures more money, and is signing with the school in the same recruiting class he always was signing in. So he was a 2022 Texas commit. Went to Ohio State, got a million plus dollars, and is going to Texas in the same recruiting class. That's um, that's big brain stuff for old Quinn there. But anyway, uh, yeah, it, Bo Nix is in the portal. If I were Ole Miss, I'd go after Bo Nix. I would. I would. He's inconsistent. I think a lot. Some of that has to do with coaching. He is he Matt Corral? No, absolutely not. Is anybody available Matt Corral? Also, no. But I think he can produce for you. So I would go after it. That's just me. Uh, Oregon got a new coach, Dan Lanning, Georgia's defensive coordinator, who, by the way, is going to continue coaching. So, I mean, we've been talking a lot about Lebby and coaching the Sugar Bowl and fans not liking it or whatever. I mean, Lanning is putting an entire staff together. Uh, he's not just being an OC, you know. He's doing everything, and he's still going to coach in the bowl game, or in the bowl game, in the playoff. And so if he can do it, your OC can do it too. Uh, not a big deal. There's more on Lanning's plate than there is Levy's plate. But Dan Lanning off to Oregon, and two things on that. First of all, I don't know if it's a good hire or not. We'll see. Uh, coordinators, I'm always skeptical. When you hire a coordinator with no head coaching experience, it works out for some. It doesn't for others. We'll see. You know, apparently a really good recruiter, it helps when you've got George's bag to recruit to, but people like him, good recruiter, all that. So maybe it works out. Two things. First of all, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution is owed many, many, many apologies. You guys remember when they broke that news? That news was broken. And uh, let me get his name here. Chip Towers. Chip Towers broke it. And... Um, he was roasted. You guys remember that? When the news broke from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, all of the national blue check marks, no, I'm I'm hearing that's not true. That's not true. That report is wrong. It's inaccurate. He's a candidate, but he's not the coach, whatever. And Chip Towers didn't say anything at all because he knew he was right. He nailed it. And then oh, a day and a half later or so, after Chip Towers breaks the news, breaking Dan Lanning will take the Oregon job. It's like, first of all, no, you didn't break it, national blue checkmark guy. It was Chip Towers. That's who broke the news. You were wrong. He was right. So a bunch of people owe him an apology, and he didn't get one, and he, he didn't need one. But you saw the the just the sharks, man, on a bag of chum just went after him. No, that's not true. It's premature. That's inaccurate. I'm told... I'm told that that report is wrong. Well, you were told wrong, and Chip Towers is owed an apology. Shout out to local media doing it right. He nailed it and didn't didn't defend himself, just put the report out there, knew he was right, and a day and a half later, other people are breaking the news. No, 
Bruce Feldman didn't break that news. It was Chip Towers. He deserves credit and an apology, but that's just media stuff. The other side of it, 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 well, I got three things, actually. So that's the first one. The second one is don't blame Oregon fans for being crazy. I think we talked about this on Friday, but I'm going to repeat myself. Don't blame them for being crazy. When you have people who have platforms, who are staff at some of these sites, the 24-7 Oregon site, Duck Territory, I think it's called, had a staff member that was doing the flight tracking thing. He was looking at flight trackers of a plane leaving Oxford going to Phoenix and saying that that was Lane Kiffin interviewing for Oregon. He was talking about urban... I mean, you you had these, these site managers, these people who fans look to for information and believe these people, and they, sh- they do. Of course they do. I believe the people that cover my favorite teams. You believe the people that cover yours because that's why they have the platform, right? So I don't blame the Oregon fans for having crazy thoughts because they were fed crazy thoughts. They had this guy looking at flighttracker.com and drawing a comparison between Ole Miss's plane going to Phoenix as a sign that Kiffin wanted the Oregon job, that Urban Meyer wanted. I mean, the the stuff that these people were fed, of course they had a complete overinflated sense of self-importance for that job. Of course they did. I mean, what a joke the coverage was, some of it. Now, I did see some local reporters that did it right up there at Oregon and covered it the right way. And immediately dismissed those kind of things like right away because it was ridiculous. But you have these people with platforms that were doing that kind of crap. So, of course, the fans are going to have crazy thoughts because they were fed crazy thoughts. And uh, the last thing, no amount of Nike money can make that Oregon job attractive, huh? I mean, Cristobal left for a dumpster fire. Justin Wilcox, an alum, said no. He's not happy about where he's at. They had to go hire a defensive coordinator from across the country. To, to take that job. Obviously, they have all the facilities and the money and fan support and all that, but I think a message was sent that that is not a job that uh, people feel like they can win at the highest level because that's not where they would have ended up with their candidate pool if that's how that happened. Justin Wilcox, an alum, wouldn't have told them no. So, anyway. Bo Nix or Miles Brennan? Uh, I go Bo Nix. The the athleticism element is why I would I would go Nix. Uh, Brennan looks like a more polished and consistent passer, but especially with Ole Miss with what they want to do, I assume they're going to keep a very similar system, especially based on some of the names that have been thrown out there for offensive coordinator. Quarterback's got to be able to move in, in that system, and so Bo Nix would be would be my option. Since as Oregon fan sites prove they have the most knowledgeable fan base in college football. What a bunch of goofballs. All fans are crazy. Oregon fans are goofballs. Yeah, they, I mean, the spaces where they were talking about Nick Saban, I mean, my gosh. But they were fed crazy. In fairness to them, they were fed crazy. And, and I'll defend that because the people with platforms really showed, forgive my language, they really showed their ass uh, with stuff like that. But, hey, I guess if it gets you more subscriptions, it, it gets you more subscriptions, I suppose. All right, here's the uh, – this is from Doug Keegan. Um, have to show this to you guys to end the show. As promised, North Pole Assassin. North Pole Assassin. This is in somebody's front yard in Texas somewhere. 
<laughs> and for those of you in podcast form, it's a uh, a candy cane that is being used as a stripper pole by a mannequin who's wearing an elf outfit. And next to it is another mannequin dressed in like Texas sideline gear with a blow up Santa suit wearing monkey next to him. The North Pole Assassin. <laughs> oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. So anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Glad to see you. And uh, off and running. Great week. A lot of stuff going on. We've got signing day on Wednesday. I, again, I haven't decided yet if I'm going to do Wednesday night or Wednesday morning. Uh, a lot of it, – it's not definitive in either class. So I don't think – State could be relatively finished on Wednesday. I don't think Ole Miss will be finished on Wednesday. And remember, the portal guys don't have to sign on Wednesday. So there's going to be a lot of up in the air on signing day. I still think I might do Wednesday night. We'll see. I haven't decided just yet. It just depends on how things go. But in the meantime, thank you guys for tuning in. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Please don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Tell your friends, you know, however it may be. I'll be on the radio this afternoon, as always. In the meantime, you'll have a great week. Enjoy yourself, and I'll talk to you uh, tomorrow morning. Talk Mississippi Media Production.